It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. Welcome to the 28th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined as always by Eric Schwartz and Jared the Nightcrawler, a Wenzelberger, definitely our first choice for this episode <laughs> of the podcast. He was not called in at the last minute, and we definitely didn't prefer to have Claudia on today. I wish uh, Claudia was here. Claudia, unavailable. Um <laughs> And so Nightcrawler was more than happy to not fill in, but to be here. Yeah. He, he wasn't late due to the train like he always is. Oh, wait. Yes, he was. He was uh, late due to which, the train. Where was the train at today, Nightcrawler? Um, it was right by Jeremy's. Oh, oh, yes. That train. Okay. Before we get too much farther, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to you guys. And I did bring you guys gifts today. Oh, so, you did? Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah wow. Let me just reach into my bag here. Uh, this is for you, Nightcrawler. Oh, I spared no expense. Uh, what did he, what did he bring you, Nightcrawler? One of the flood of 2007 disaster and survival on the Chehalis River books, as reported by the Chronicle. Limited edition. Flip that front cover forward there, and uh, I think you'll find that this one is especially special because it has been signed by yours truly. Merry wow. Christmas, wow. Crawler. Wow. And the AP style book from 2002. Crawler wow. wasn't even born then. <laughs> and don't think I left you out, Aaron. Those definitely aren't presents you would have gotten for Claudia. And got you a gift as well. Ooh, a gift for me. What could it be? Is it... It's very special. It, oh, wow. <laughs> it's three quarters of a bottle of Canadian R&R, just like the bottle I got you last week. It's totally different, though, because I've drank some of it. So. Uh, wow. Merry Christmas, guys. I didn't want you to feel unloved this uh, this holiday. That's, we really appreciate it, that's, that's so kind. You shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, it is December 20th, the final episode before Christmas. So presumably when we gather for the next episode, we will all be rich in gifts, uh, both physical and emotional, I can only assume. <laughs> So we're on the final stretch to Christmas, and I just thought I'd ask, uh, what is on your guys' professional Christmas list as far as this podcast goes? Uh, Peace, goodwill, I would say, coming in second, and I would really like a Mandalorian helmet for myself and one for my son. All right, Nightcrawler, what do you want for Christmas? Ooh, I don't know if I can top that list. Um, I I was hoping for some camera gear, maybe some uh, new lenses, new uh, cameras. Maybe you will we'll get see. none of that from the couple, Chronicle. None couple, of it. Couple thousand more Instagram followers, maybe. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just want uh, you know. I just want everybody to enjoy the podcast. That's yeah. that's the only thing I ask for. Um, I really, really just hope uh, our the only gift I want is for you to receive this gift, listeners. So, <laughs> Good Lord. It's awful. <laughs> that is pretty bad. Let's get into our news topics. First up, flood season is here, baby. <laughs> the flood watch uh, that you mentioned, I think, has already expired. I could be wrong there. But we are getting more rain. Um, because I saw this on the show agenda, I went and looked at the river levels, and it doesn't look like anything. anybody has anything to fear. There might be an action stage, which is what comes right before flood stage. Oh, the action stage. It means you should probably be aware that that water is high. 
But uh, yeah, tis the season. We've had a lot of early January flooding over the years. I mean, mm-hmm. the big one uh, was in December, obviously, back in 2007. But a lot of the other ones have been in January. So uh, yeah, keep a, keep an eye on those rivers. Uh, Night Carla, have you been here for a good flood yet? I wasn't here during the 2007 flood. Well, no, you were like nine. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, like a big one. Yeah. I mean, this one, this weekend, there was some water creeping up the streets on Centralia in the usual spots at the intersections, things like that. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't really look like we're going to get a big one this year. Uh, yeah, not this year, this calendar year, but yeah, I would, (laughs) I'd keep an eye out for January. Um, obviously you're going to hear a lot about flooding, um, with the legislative session coming, coming back in, um, proponents of a dam will be seeking out some money for the office of the Shehales Basin to consider, uh, or to continue the work there. So I'm sure you'll be reading about it a lot. All right. And that is the first installment in what I am sure will be a regular feature, Flood Watch. Flood Watch. All right. <laughs> Next up, Shehales High Schoolers are back at school. Centralia High Schoolers will return in March. Uh, so yeah, there was a story in, what was that, Thursday, Saturday's edition? Saturday's edition, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the situations around local high schools and how they are going back to school, when they will go back to school in Centralia's case. Uh, Centralia has a broadband cafe for now, which sounds kind of cool. Nightcrawler, have you been hanging out at the broadband cafe? Um, I did get a tour of the broadband cafe. I was with Principal Josh Lowe. Um, We walked back there. There wasn't any students at the time. We did get there a little after some of the students left. But it does sound like a lot of students are using this broadband cafe to get their work done. Mm -hmm. So school's not open, but the doors of the school are open if uh, a small number of kids want to come in and and work on their stuff. Work on your stuff and use the internet, that kind of thing. And they're all spread out, too, in this this photo that Crawler provided. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six. What room is this in, um, the, in the school? Well, they just got done with a remodel at the high school, but it's in the back kind of like commons area of the high school. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, the gist of the story seems to be we want kids back, but achieving that is kind of a pain in the ass. And they've been jerked around a ton, too, I want to say. Schools in general, um, I mean... Lewis County has been wanting to open its schools for a long time, um, get kids back in safely, and the, the state had said, no, you can't do that, can't do that. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, just last week, they update their metrics to fit what Lewis County has been saying all along, which mm-hmm. I, I think will play into the next conversation about health districts and such. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, March, that gives them you know two months to, to get it all together. March 15th, it looks like that they want to they go with that. Um, but I have, I've heard frustration from Centralia residents that, you know, to hear that Shehalis is back in and they wish that they could be in too. Um, and I totally understand that. Yes. And now the major question I took from this story, uh, Centralia superintendent, Dr. Lisa Grant and Shehalis superintendent, Dr. Christine Maloney. Uh, I was wondering if they are going to follow the advice of a, what was it? Wall street journal mm-hmm. columnist, mm-hmm. uh, and drop the doctor from their title. As are they are, are not, you requesting that they are, do that, Aaron? I am not requesting. As a Wall Street Journal subscriber? Uh, <laughs> no, I think, no, uh, I, I think I, it's appropriate. They earned it. That's their, that's their title. I agree. Even if you're not a medical doctor, if you have earned a doctorate, I think you have the right to go by doctor. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if we're going to go down that pipeline, where do we put Indiana Jones? Is he not Dr. Jones anymore? How do we feel about Dr. Dre? Yeah, Dr. Dre, are we going to strip that away from him? I mean, um, Are you going to start drinking Mr. Pepper soda with your whiskey? <laughs> I'm not sure Doc Brown in uh, Back to the Future was a medical doctor. Uh, no, he was definitely a doctor of science. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Dr. Reed Richards? They all earned the title. Clearly. Doc Holliday? Doc Holliday. <laughs> yeah, Doc Holliday, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Well, he was a doctor. He was a dentist, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure so. Doc Holliday was a dentist. Didn't do a lot of business later in his, no, in his career. No, 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 but... no, no. I mean, from the documentary Tombstone, he turned into a gunslinger and you know, stuff. But he, you know, he you kept could, Doc, though. You so. could say he operated on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, county officials fear Inslee's plan could strip away local control. This is a, I believe this came out with the recently released governor's proposed budget for the 2021-23 biennium, maybe? Yeah, it's hard to say just because uh, Inslee has been such a, such a chatty Cathy this week. On Sunday, he had a talk. Press, press availability Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, for our reporter, who's dedicated to rewriting these for all three of our newspapers, it's quite problematic when he talks every <laughs> single day because we can't get our local reporting done, so I, I wish he'd spread it out. Um, but yeah, the, the idea, right, is to fund it, what he's asking for is a legislature to fund a plan that would create these regionalized, uh, I don't know how many of them, if it's going to be four or five or 15 or 20, yeah. um, but health districts to essentially replace the county health departments. Yeah. Uh, so the cons, it looks like this could reduce local control, which kind of seems like the point. Uh, it would also take local politics out of health decisions that could affect the whole state. Uh, pros, it increases public health funding and, uh, is, again, isolates public health issues from politics. Uh, I look at it as it's kind of a relief if you're a local politician, really. Um you can keep speaking out against decisions from the state. You can stop worrying about those damn unfunded mandates. And you can sort of wash your hands of any responsibility and just turn it over to to the regional group and just kind of pass the buck there. Yeah, that's what it would be, though. It would be passing the buck. And yeah. right now, if you're a resident of Lewis County, you elect your county commissioners um, who hire your health department, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, they work right across the street from one another over in Chehalis and you know that so it's all it's it's fairly centralized locally Um, if they brought it out by region there's no guarantee we even have a seat at the table as far as a county so I don't know I I, I tend to agree I can't remember who it was from the story up at cronline.com that it could make the political divide even deeper because Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like you're not having a voice in anything as a Lewis County resident. Um, and it's just a whole a new layer of bureaucracy, it seems like, that is controlled by the state rather than local entities. I'm against it, Aaron. I, I am not surprised. Not a doctor, um, but I'm against I, it. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of the issue I have with it is in opposition to yours, like you are essentially putting these decisions in the hands of doctors or people in the medical degree rather than, you know, our county commissioners. Yeah, but I mean, we don't do that right now. The health officer has final say, and the health officer is a doctor. Um, yeah, we but saw that I mean, it, over the last few months, there's also been issues where the county commissioners are, you know, maybe not listening to the doctors or following their advice or things like that. And so it just kind of it feels like it would remove a layer of complication between the local health department and the elected officials that oversee them. I can see that point, but it would remove a complication and it would remove control at the same time. So I, I think that. I think one outweighs the other to me. So, all right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, hot takes. What do you think, Crawley? 
<laughs> he just nods his head. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I wasn't listening. Um, no, I, I think you're right, Eric. I think it does r- remove wow. uh, yeah. Yeah. control. The deciding vote. See, Aaron, this is why you don't get fan mail like Claudia and I. I, um, <laughs> is, I can't wait until the Nightcrawler <laughs> fan mail comes in this it's, week. It's just these, these poor takes that, that you have. So All I, right. The idea, though, I don't want to take... The big benefit is funding that it might be easier to deliver funds from the state budget directly to these regional outlets and service a big, larger area. So I, I see the thought. It's not like Inslee is some evil genius that is a evil mastermind that's trying to screw over the people of Lewis County. I don't believe that. I just think that uh, local control is almost always better. That's right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, Northwest Sports Hub is expanding. Do you know what Northwest Sports Hub is, Nightcrawler? Yes, I do. Are you I, looking it up? You just grabbed your phone. No, no, no. I was actually out there this past <laughs> weekend. They were tearing up the parking lot, and they are looking to expand a whole bunch. They are adding about 26,000 square feet, which is enough for four more basketball courts or, I think, eight volleyball courts. Uh, it's around 76,000 square feet now, and the estimated date for completion is August of 2021. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big project. It sounds like it is locally valuable as well. Uh, the estimate for one person visiting the area represents about $157 injected into the local economy going to, you know, paying for a hotel room or groceries or the dining out or, you know, maybe buying some clothing at our local outlet mall. Um, the one thing I would like to see is maybe making some kind of a push with this to kind of guide people more towards downtown. Mm-hmm. I feel like dollars spent at the outlet malls are they're great. They provide jobs, uh, tax revenue, things like that. Um, but it would be nice to see some of those people also shop downtown and buy some antiques, you know, support other small businesses. Yeah, kind of in that vein, we've got the college building at Sports Field over there, mm-hmm. um, closer to downtown. Um, and this is, I'm going way ahead of myself and I have no expertise, but they're going to build this early learning center in the parking lot next to us here in downtown Centralia. Um, so, I mean, couldn't you, could you see a situation where 99% of a tournament's games are played over at the sports hub and maybe you have a game or two scheduled down here as well, depending on what the sport is? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I guess there would be a ton of value, but maybe that would help push it that way i liked how this is kind of like the growing it almost seems like another sports hub got built that was a little bit bigger than ours and so it was the like one in spokane yeah, so it's just like oh yeah well uh the podium which is currently under construction in spokane has seventy-five thousand square feet of playing surface compared to the sports hub's current sixty thousand feet but the hub's expansion will bring its footage up to ninety thousand. so that's, uh, yeah, suck it, Spokane. Uh, in discussing the tourism element of this, you know, maybe the Chronicle can do something to provide a few more extra rooms and get in on this. We Ooh, rent, yeah. out, rent out certain rooms in the Chronicle office through Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, you could rent one night in the Chronicle podcast studio for the low, low price of $250, uh, plus uh, cleaning fee. does there's, not come with podcast. There's, there's going to be a lot of cleaning. Uh, you can drink it's anything It's a really good idea. Fridge. You know, you rent the room, and you have to also produce a podcast that we will then air. Um, yeah, it's like an it's, anthology podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it'll just keep going and going. <laughs> I, it's, it's genius. That's a great idea. You could rent out all kinds of fun suites in here. Yeah. You the publisher's the suite. with a rat in it. <laughs> <laughs> You say that like there's one closet with a rat in it. Uh, our old dark room. If you want to just, there's not a light in there. I mean, it's yeah, literally the it's burned dark, out. and the walls are painted black, 
And uh, yeah, there's probably some chemicals from the, the dark room era in there, but you know, it'd be fun. Pretty weird stuff back. Yeah, there. there is some weird <laughs> stuff in there. But you're right. That would be that would be great. And uh, the whole building's haunted, so oh, definitely that comes with the experience. Uh, yeah, you can stand in the old press room next to the empty desks and uh, <laughs> pretend you're putting out a paper. Yeah, <laughs> what fun you could have. Speaking of rats, longtime nuisance property at St. Helens Street demolished. That was a good segue. They finally took her down. Didn't we? Uh, didn't we have a very lengthy segment about how they were tearing this down like <laughs> months ago? Months and months ago. Yeah, the I pandemic wonder... slowed it down. Oh, okay. Uh, they didn't want the rats to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> down goes the rat house. Uh, so this was. I very much enjoyed this story and this entire like 15 year process from Bob Berg drafting up his dirty dozen list to it finally coming to completion. I'm sure somewhere he was cracking a bottle of champagne last week. Uh, just had a job well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one paragraph from the story stood out to me. Uh, Calkins and fellow neighbors Russ Miller and Debbie Tiblow said that the deteriorated house caused them and others on the street to experience problems with rats. But city oh, attorney yeah, Shannon this was Murphy a great take. said, there has been a rat problem at homes all over the city and doesn't think it's connected to the abandoned house. It's just like, <laughs> look, you're not the only ones with rats, okay? <laughs> I have to like the Logan District does not have a monopoly on rats. Reading that just makes me think she's like at her wits end with her own personal fight against rats. <laughs> Look, we all got problems, lady. Uh, I wonder if that, I mean, the rat thing, um, if true, if that has anything to do with the restaurants being slowed down and shut down, because we saw that in bigger cities where they're not dumping the food into the dumpsters because they're not open or they're just not serving as many people. So the rats, you know, rats going to rat, man. They got to find find something something. to eat. Uh, So, yeah, my only question about this is when do we get started drafting the next Dirty Dozen list? And I would 100% volunteer to help with it. We might end up on it. So (laughs) be careful what you wish for. Just the podcast studio shows up on the (laughs) list. It's got to go. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to argue with them. It's very cold in here, and the infamous rat droppings uh, <laughs> happened situation. once. Situation, yes, but it was it was a lot. Uh, they were all over. Uh, Nightcrawler, in your travels, have you seen any homes in Centralia or Shahalas that you think should be torn down? I've seen a couple that are in disrepair that I don't think uh, should be standing any longer. But yeah, that uh, St. Helens house was standing for a long time. They had christmas spray painted on the side of it with a smiley face so i think uh the neighbors were pretty happy to see it torn down were they tearing it down it looks like they were tearing it down while you were there too yeah 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 the folks with protech environmental and jags trucking were there to demolish the site Hmm. did they let you swing a hammer or anything no, I didn't get to swing any hammer or <laughs> drive any heavy equipment around, but I did get to talk to a couple of the neighbors, and they were ecstatic to see it gone. They're probably extremely frustrated, like like if the city came by, I don't think they're going to get a thank you. Yeah. I saw the, the one quote from uh, Mr. Mr. Calkins, if the mayor lived in this neighborhood, you know that house would have been gone a long time ago. And he's probably, you know, probably not wrong. I don't know. We live over by two former mayors, and there's... Oh yeah, there is a house on our in our neighborhood that should probably yeah, get torn down. I mean, yeah. like I appreciate his sentiment, but <laughs> you know, in in practice, it's not quite. That's as... true. We can confirm that two mayors <laughs> live on the same road yeah. of a house that uh, caught on fire and people still live in. Yeah, yeah. So like, let's, <laughs> you're not the only ones with rap problems. People. <laughs> 
Uh, good day. Well, glad it's gone. Glad it's gone. All right. Uh, news from Olympia. Uh, over the oh weekend, John Braun was asked about Lauren Culp's lawsuit against uh, against the state to overturn the election. Yeah, against or? Kim Wyman, technically. Uh, John Braun responded with, who is Lauren Culp? <laughs> uh, so is this a true burn by our boy John Braun, uh, local... Is he 20th district rep? Yes, 20th district senator. Uh, he's also the Senate minority leader. All right. So is this a true burn or is it an Atlas Shrugged reference? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't see video of this, so I don't want to go too far out on a limb here. It was reported by uh, by Como, which is you know reputable Seattle t- television station. Um, and it did draw the ire of Mr. Lauren Culp. Yes, uh, Culp responded with a red text square on Facebook featuring the words, Can someone please let John Braun know who Lauren Culp is? Give him a call with Braun's cell phone number. Uh, I wonder how many calls John Braun has received on this matter. Uh, well, looking at the uh, comments, I can tell you his voicemail filled up rather fast. Um, and <laughs> depending on who you ask, you might be a coward because of that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, they, uh, the, the Lauren Culp followers were not happy with Senator Braun, just as they're not happy with J.T. Wilcox, who was told by Culp's campaign manager to grow a pair. He's the House Minority Leader. So we've got uh-huh. House Minority Leader uh, checked off. Um, so he's he's now going after the Senate Minority Leader. Um, I don't know. Is there any other Republicans he could be attacking? Kim Wyman? Oh, that's right. He filed a lawsuit against her because yeah. he lost by 550,000 votes and insists that he won. Um, yeah. Uh, it's... The, <laughs> I didn't, frankly, I didn't know Braun had it in him. Like, that's, that's a bit of gamesmanship. Like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably how he saw it. I don't think he... I don't know him very well, by the way. Um, I don't think he meant it to be mean or super rude. It was probably just a little frustration on having to comment on something that has nothing to do with what he's dedicating his, his uh, time to, yeah. um, which is, you know going into a special session that is unlike any other special session we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and a new position as Senate minority leader. Um, and then you get asked about this ridiculous, that's an all caps, by the way, <laughs> ridiculous, um, refusal to admit when you got throttled at the ballot box. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So shout out John Braun, uh, some potential. comments from his post that you referenced, by the way. Oh, go please. Uh, we've got weird. I know who Lauren Culp is, but I never heard of this John Braun lady until today. Um, we've got I'm confused by all. Oh, never mind, not that one. JT and Braun need to resign, as do all those rhinos in the state Republican Party offices. It's sick, sicking that they refuse to protect us. Sort of tough that they gotta watch their backsides, knowing people are looking to retire them. And we'll just hope that's not an actual threat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's. I continue, I continue to just be flummoxed by all this, I have to tell you. All right, let's move on to something a little lighter. Uh, time for the Nightcrawler News Quiz. Oh, Nightcrawler, boy. We, got some, we got a hot five questions for you. And the origin of these quiz is not to make a fool out of Nightcrawler, by the way. It's We determined that he takes excellent images. He does really good at his job. But we started to suspect he doesn't actually know what he's like actually shooting most of the time. Well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so your first question, Nightcrawler. What is the county seat of Lewis County? The county seat. Yes. Oh, Shayless. It's Shayless. Oh, sh- <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Nightcrawler, you're not helping us here. The county seat. <laughs> it is used to the... be Centralia. But no, 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 no. no? no. <laughs> 
No? It was never It was Cliquedo. Oh, okay. Yeah. The historic county courthouse has This really isn't moved. nice of us to do this to Crawler, by the no, way. it's okay. County seat is not something that gets used very often. It just it just means basically it's where your courthouse is located. Yeah. So. All right. Where does the, where does the Chehalis River end? <laughs> he just shot me the most confused look. Uh, it, it's a uh, trick question. Rivers are all circular. Yes, it's true. They all run in circles. If you get in any point at the river, you can just float and you will wind up back there. I can tell you as the only person ever to reach the end of the Chehalis <laughs> River that it ends in Grace Harbor. Dumps right out into the harbor. So it ends in the ocean. Yeah, it ends in the ocean. Where does the Chehalis River begin? Mount Rainier? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I actually don't know where it begins. You looked at me like you thought he was right. Oh, my gosh. It goes up uh, it's up above PL, Timber Country there. Yeah, it Runs through Rainbow Falls. Ish. I'm going to just have to give you guys a full test here. I mean, it goes through Adna, for gosh sakes. That's yeah, where I know where from. the river is. And it comes around in Newark. I floated that river on the PL River run. Jeez, did you start at Mount Rainier? Huckleberry. I did not. <laughs> I started in PL. <laughs> Oh, right. my goodness. Who was the governor before Jay Inslee? You know, he can be forgiven on this one because... I don't, I don't even think I was in the state when that governor was He would was have arrived. been like a 13-year-old in Arizona at that yeah, time. Yeah, that was a while ago. So you get a pass on that. But it was Chris Chris Gregoire. I mean, plus Jay Inslee's already had two full terms, so that's eight years right there. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, unfair questioning of the crawler, here's I believe. An, here's an easier one. What is Eric's favorite drinking establishment? Oh, O'Blarney's. And there you go. You got one, Crawler. Yeah. We Good would have job. also accepted his house. And <laughs> that works, too. And the podcast studio. And the podcast studio. Aaron and I went and had a drink at O'Blarney's. Yeah, we sat outside in the tents. Yeah, it was nice and, nice and comfortable. Uh, and the final question, will you be accept- accepting the COVID-19 vaccine despite the microchip involved? Oh, I... Yeah, if the Chronicle is requiring COVID vaccines here, then... We are not. We oh, are not. well, then I guess I don't have to worry about it until that time comes around. So. As like a 21-year-old, uh, I think you'll be getting it sometime in like 2024, 2025. Yeah, yeah you're not going to be essential worker. I'm sure I'll have something else to worry about by then. <laughs> There's going to be a certain years. crowd on the internet that's not going to like it when they find out the media is essential. No. <laughs> I will get it. I'll get it. Aaron, are you? Do you have misgivings? Do you plan to take uh, the jab? I, I am not scared of the of the vaccine. No, um, I will get the vaccine. Will you if take it, is offered it to me live on uh, Facebook Live with Crawler sure. filming you sure. on the Cronline account? Yes. When the time comes, and I will scream and squeal when the needle. Comes <laughs> well, I assume everybody does that. So. Yeah. We will zoom in on your tears, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry about that quiz. I'm not going to quiz you anymore, Crawler. I can't take it. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for the business feature roundup. I'm going to even delete it off the notes here, so no one even knows it was here. <laughs> First up in the business feature roundup, a website helps people find gift cards for Lewis County businesses. Yeah, lewiscountytogether.com, right? Isn't that the... Uh, yes. That's, that's the website. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the more resources you have, the better. There's 88 businesses listed. Um Listings range from the small, like Don's Delectables, to chains, um, such as Big Five Sporting Goods. So it's not just about uh, food spots. Um, you know, the I think it's great that we that we have this and we're doing this, but uh, the, the guidance, not guidance, but the feedback I hear from a lot of businesses these days is 
um, the gift cards are kind of a punch to the gut. Like you get the cash, but because you're not getting bringing in as much cash as normal, um, eventually someone comes in and redeems it, and you're having like a slow day. Maybe it's like your first meal. Oh, yeah, this was paid for. It's spent <clears throat> two weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> like a like but a red hearing kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one we have Urban Farm Girl Market. Shopping local offers a more personal touch for gift buyers. Yeah, that was uh, part of the second round of the Chronicles gift guide, which uh, remains out with the Saturday paper. Um, this was a Karina Stanton story, which mm-hmm. I always enjoy. And I think that the I think that the store owners uh, correct. If you get something from a nice local boutique, it's probably going to be nicer than something you get ordered from Amazon or walmart or something like that it shows the person cared yeah uh this is dotty blackstone the owner of urban farm Girl market in downtown centralia she opened it three and a half years ago um yeah and it looks pretty nice i've heard from retailers too like and i don't think they're frustrated because they totally get restaurants and bars are taking the worst of this um but by any other like comparison small retail is also getting hammered right now just with less people going out and about um, and they do have, uh, you know, they have restrictions they're supposed to follow as well. So I personally, for me, that got lost a bit because you, I do get a little tied up and just businesses told to shut their doors rather than ones that are just suffering through a, a COVID recession. So shop local. Um, we've got many options, such as the 2007 flood book I just presented to uh, Jared here, which I will be billing him for. Um, <laughs> Full price. <laughs> we've also got the Our Hometowns books. Uh what else do we got? A Simple Song by Russ Money. Oh, yeah. Have you authored a, a Chronicle book yet? Uh, no, I think they're going to collect my uh, published versions of Power Rankings and uh, publish them <laughs> as a novella. We could take just the transcripts from all the podcasts and run those as, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as we'll, a book. We'll print those out for you. Sure. You get to read them on the toilet or whatever. Yeah, that was a good story. Uh, and the final one, Altazaran, a Barno law firm, works to give back to the community. And this story just shows how responsive I am because uh, <laughs> Peter Abarno, uh, he, he asked about the possibility of a story and I jumped right on it. I mean, his, <laughs> his request came last March um, uh. <laughs> and he, here we are in December. It only took nine months. And so if you want your business featured, I suggest you reach out to Eric Trent, um, etrent at cronline.com. Mm-hmm. He's the one that writes most of these um, in addition to this one. But, you know, the law firm is 75 years old next year. And I thought that was interesting. And they've also been um, doing a lot of good this year. They donated 2,000 senior meals to the United Way of Lewis County. Um, takes part in the turkey trots, and benefiting Boys and Girls Club of Lewis County. So I think those were some of the things they wanted to highlight. Um, and, you know, big winner in the best of Lewis County circuit as well. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was also the final, last week was the final week of uh, Peter hosting Let's Talk About It. Yeah, it was. The other local podcast. The, the other local <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess he's taking a break to as he starts his work up at the legislature um, and probably be back for some guest posting. And he's been doing that for a long time now, like four or five years. Has that it been he's that been, long? It has yeah, been a while. Years. It's been a while since he started doing that show. And they really like him. Oh, good. They even have callers. No one ever calls us. I, I know. <laughs> Uh, yes, if only we could get a gubernatorial candidate to publish our phone number on his Facebook page. I don't want I'm that. I'm sure we would get calls. God. That was the other thing I saw in the cult thing, is they were trying to 
they were trying to uh, get support and slash information on where John Brown's house is so they could go protest at his house. And I was just like, no, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, businesses, right? There. I know. <laughs> that's what I was driving at. They were all flummoxed in the car. Oh, I don't even know how to find him. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> don't out the say window. anything. <laughs> don't say anything. It's definitely not got a large building with his name on it right here <laughs> off of I-5. <laughs> Uh, all right, time for People's Champion of the Week. Uh, we going, we going, John Braun for for having a take for doing a doing a funny. Um, sure, yeah, we can do that. All right, well, we already talked about it, so that one's in the books. It's been decided. Uh, Sirens Banger of the Week. Uh, Oregon woman loses wallet, comma meth at Yelm Safeway. Yeah, I always like using a comma in a headline where it just kind of sets it off a bit. Like, mm-hmm. loses wallet, comma meth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one's out of Yelm, and it actually happened earlier this month. Um, it's a weekly paper up there, so it's a little later on the reporting sometimes. Um, but yeah, basically uh, a wallet with a small bag of methamphetamine was found on December 6th at the Yelm Safeway. Um, the Yelm police came and picked it up. They called the woman, and the woman came down to the police station to pick up her wallet and her meth. <laughs> so the fact that she came back is astonishing to me to, to pick it up at the police department. But uh, she was charged with, uh, or not charged, unlawful possession um, charges were forwarded to the prosecutor's office. She said it wasn't for her. I know. Oh. No, you're shocked on that one. Well. Um, it was for a friend in Eatonville. So, oh, well. Story as old as time. <laughs> uh, all right. Who has something for Facebook comments of the week? You know, you're supposed to prepare these. I didn't um, get to it today, but uh, I can see. I can bail you out. I'm pretty sure. I just want to get down to the story I'm looking for here. Which story are you looking for? Uh, here's a story on when COVID-19 doesn't go away. Some survivors experience symptoms months after infection. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a reasonable take. Uh, a lot of things will kill you. Start listening. All of them numbers, not just COVID crap. Sounds That's, like they uh, need to quit drinking. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one of the more popular posts we had over the weekend, and I'm, I'm just reading these without seeing them. First, if I stop, it's because I've, I've hit a problematic portion. Um, <laughs> Brian Mitke wrote uh, his weekly column, Don't Give the Worst Christmas Gift. Um, and just for some flavor of what he wrote, many folks in our community are still determined not to let this change their lives. Protest rallies, eating out in restaurants, going maskless. It's a way to hold on to freedom, they say. I wonder about the freedom of the rest of us. Um, and so, so sample the comments here. Everyone has a story. Wait, everyone has a story. Everyone has the right to think the way they want to. Everyone is struggling in some way. Don't shame me for living my life. And I won't shame you for being scared to live yours. So there's one. Um, Benjamin Franklin came out to comment. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Uh, quote, Benjamin Franklin, quote, Ashley O., Uh, Personally, Ah. I would find life more enjoyable if the fearful liberals stayed home. Good neighbors mind their own business. So, yeah. Oh, the usual collection. Yeah, there was a broad support. Uh, Let's see. On the post about the Northwest Sports Hub expanding, there were some interesting ones. Somebody asked, where is this? Ooh, that's pretty pretty tough. Um, Was it Nightcrawler? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. And somebody else said, now we just need a pool. There is a pool across the street. There is a pool. Uh, here's one. County officials fear Inslee's public health plan could strip away local control. 
I just like this one because it came with a funny picture, and so I'm going to awkwardly try to describe it. But this person said, I honestly think we shouldn't need controls, but we do because of people who can't or won't control themselves. And it has a picture of a guy riding a bike, and it identified as 42% of Washingtonians. And then that person on the bike sticks a stick into the spoke (laughs) of the bike that they're riding themselves, and then they shout out, effing Inslee! (laughs) 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 So that's pretty funny. Uh, same story. We need to do everything we can to support our local Lewis County health officials. They are so much more efficient, and the know our, they know our communities and needs. Our local public health nurses have been great. We appreciate you. So some positive there as well. Oh, that is nice. Uh, let's see. Anything else we really need to get to? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. All Just right. God, I hope Claudia comes back next week. And uh-huh. th- thanks for coming by, uh, Nightcrawler. It's very, very, very oh, happy yeah. to have you, you here today. Nightcrawler. You really knocked it out of the park this episode. Fun you fact, were... did you know that Claudia uh, and Nightcrawler were born in the same year on the same day? What? They have the That's exact right. same birthday. And they don't know the hours, but separated at birth, perhaps? Oh, wow. I mean, no. could be. It's, it's possible. That's where they get their great podcast takes from. Yeah, It's it genetic. Is... All right. Uh, do we want to talk about what's coming in this week's paper, or what can we can expect next week? Um, I don't. So uh, around the holidays, just we no. usually get a lot of features, and I don't. I don't know. I want to give you a taste. I just want to. I want to couch it as this could be coming um, in Tuesday's edition or in Thursday's edition. Paul Dunn did a, an excellent story on Tonino's newest uh, city councilor, twenty-one-year-old Cutter Copeland. Wow, maybe that's the third uh, Nightcrawler Claudia. It could be. It could definitely be. We'll obviously have an update on new cases. Um, As far as COVID-19, the um, numbers are certainly not coming down locally, though the the News Tribune reported um, earlier this week that the the state's curve appears to be flattening. Um, So we'll have a story on Herrera Butler, who... uh, probably is voting today on the on the COVID-19 relief bill, which seemed oh. like it was um, gaining steam. We've got a story on Jim Stafford, fed fellow Adnan, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and his uh, Adnan artist wants to give back to the art community. Yeah, he's a sculptor. If you see a statue around town, he probably made it. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a little taste. All right. Well, that'll be lovely to read this coming week to, as you prep for Christmas. And I want to be the first to say to you two, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you do as well. Thank Thank you. you. And to all you out there, enjoy your holidays. This has been News Dump.